The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to Coffee and Cinema, part of the Secrets of Movies and TV Shows podcast. I'm Dom Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines. So, hi, Father Chip. Hello, Dom. How are you? I'm good. So, we've just come out of the theater where we saw the new movie, Midway. Yes. Uh, we are at, not at the midway point of the movie, though. We're no. at the end of the movie. <laughs> we, the movie is over. Uh, we, we just got our coffees at Cafe Nero, which uh, we both agreed were a little lighter. A little than light. Usual. Uh, not as much coffee in the cup. As a lot of foam. <laughs> a lot of foam. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to discuss our thoughts on the movie. Now, we usually do a spoiler-free, spoiled discussions. Right. But this is about a historical event. Yeah, there's really, I mean, I can't, I think this happened, and people yeah. know about it. Right. So there's really no, you know, I can't, I don't think we can uh, spoil it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I think if, if, you, if you are spoiled by the events of the Battle of Midway, you probably didn't attention <laughs> you pay attention in school yeah and you need to hear about it so. yeah so you're gonna hear it from us and, and frankly because i knew the events of the battle of midway it didn't change how i felt about the movie no so we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just get right into it yeah uh, uh and then after we're done um uh we'll we'll wrap things up and and, sure. and, and head out so but uh so let's let's talk. About it. So it's a, it's a movie about the Battle of midway by uh, which and is events leading up uh, and events leading up to that's actually the interesting part of yeah it starts with this encounter, this meeting between uh, a naval officer and uh, Admiral ya- uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. I was mixed that up with Yamato, which is the battleship. Right. With Admiral Yamamoto um, in 1937, before the war. Right. Uh, when this officer Layton, who plays a key role in, in and is a real guy. Yep, yeah, a real guy. I should mention every character in the movie is a real person. Right. Uh, the, I, as far as I could tell, there were no composite characters. There might have been one or two. One or two. Uh, but, but all of the major characters were real people, and it depicts the real things that happened. Happened. Absolutely. It's amazing, too. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Leighton, meets with Yamamoto, and they have a discussion about war. Right. And, you know, and he's he's been like the naval atta- attache there. Yes. And so he has an understanding of the, the way this this guy thinks, and and you know he has a way of just understanding the 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 idea of war. And and the Yamamoto was very open and wise with him, I thought, and you know was just like, yeah, this is, you know, we don't. Right. This is what's going to happen. Yamamoto famously said, you know that. Uh, America is a sleeping giant, yeah. and if you if we don't defeat them within six months, we will lose. Lose, right? Uh, which was the genesis of the whole Pearl Harbor right uh, idea, which was strike a fatal blow right at, right off the bat, send us right. back to the West Coast. And they they messed up, right? Because they didn't hit the oil tanks and the and oil the, depot, and they didn't hit the carriers. Right, the carriers were not in port. I mean, no. and, and frankly, it's it's a miracle. It was luck. It was well, yeah, miracle or luck. It was yeah. divine intervention. Is the, I hope it was divine intervention. Yeah, yeah, that the that the our carriers were not in port, and there were there were only three carriers I think in the Pacific at the time, American right. carriers, and uh, they were Enterprise. I think was headed to port that yes. day and only arrived later that day. If if you know if it things had happened just slightly differently, right. we, it, the outcome of this of the war could, would have been far different. Could have been different, yeah. See Amazon Prime's Man in the High Castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, which I don't watch, but I, I've heard is very good. Yes, yes. In that, it shows an alternate history where the the, the Nazis and the Japanese won the won yeah. the war and split America between themselves. Right. Uh, so, um, so it starts with this encounter. We kind of get the idea that Yamamoto is a moderate, right. Who's trying to prevent war, and he right. sort of warns. Again, this is historically accurate. You know, Japan is a is a world power, but is dependent on oil that they get from the United States. Right. And if the United States wants to avoid war. Don't mess with their oil supply. Right. Which, which is... Which makes sense. Makes sense and good advice. Yeah. Well, except, you know, eventually, you know, that's sort of gambling that the the very uh, warlike nationalists right. would not eventually turn their attention to the United States, which they probably would have done. Of course they would. Yeah, Moto's saying, like, give us moderates a chance. Right. So, you know... It's a little bit of hindsight there, you know. Should we? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we have? I mean, it worked out for us in the end, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's. But it was an interesting way to begin the movie. Yeah, I mean, it lays the historical context out, and yeah. I think that's always good in these kind of historical movies because, you know, the things we know now about what happened back then are so vastly more than they knew, right. you know, say in the fifties or sixties, or even the the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and so. You know, we have all this information and we have all these kind of, you know, records and everything that are kind of not classified anymore. And, you know, and people's own, you know, writings about what happened. Right. So, you know, we have a lot of strength in the history. And, you know, it's it's so it's interesting to watch that unfold. You mean, you know what's going to happen, right? We, we're sitting right. there and we you and I both know Pearl Harbor is going to get attacked. You right. Know? You know what happens at Pearl Harbor. We yeah. know what happens at Midway. Right. We know we win the war. Right. But the question is, like, I what happens to the people? Right. And I think that's what this movie, I think, captures very well is right. this was about um, this was about the people that fought the war. Right. And the men on the line yep. in the planes. And let me tell you, I mean, talk I, about brave. Like those were crap boxes. <laughs> the scene of the scenes where they're in the dive bombers, dive bombing through anti-aircraft yeah, fire, right. fire and flak. Oh. Like holding holding the course. Yeah. Watching guys around them get killed. Right. And they they nevertheless finish the mission. Finished like d- dropped the bomb and did what they had to do. Yeah. I mean Brave, I mean, brave men. I mean the the ability to not just run away. Right. And and some of that's depicted, like guys who are like, I'm I'm losing my nerve, I can't yeah. you know, and, and they're like, you know, if there was very there was a scene which was reminding me very much like uh the the Henry the Eighth uh, Shakespeare's not Eighth. Henry V Shakespeare's where the uh, the St. Crispin's Day speech. Oh, St. Crispin's Day, yeah. You know, that whole, like, yep. um, you, year, in years to come, you will look back at this moment and know that you held the course. You, if you could, if you can go back out there now, you will look back on this day and say, I can do anything. Right. And that's basically what happened with one, you know, with, uh, right. what is it, Best? Yeah, Best, Dick Best. Dick Best and, the, and, the, and his backseat guy. Yeah, and Murray. Murray. And so he has that conversation with him and Murray's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And, you know, and they did. Right. And they went back out and you could tell, I mean, they had just come from a battle. It was and, bad. And it was a bad <laughs> battle. And they, and then all of a sudden they had to go back out again and it not, and with very little, you know, break, you know, okay, we're right. get, gassing up the plane. We're putting another bomb on. We're going. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's like, oh my gosh. And the planes and in the Japanese, uh, you know, officers even said it at one point in the movie, it, you know, brave, men, brave men, terrible, ba- planes. terrible planes. Yeah. I mean, if we had had 
Can you imagine if we had had the upgraded equipment that we eventually did have? Right. The planes at we the had beginning? at the beginning of the war were, were pretty bad. Like, yeah. Uh, in, in fact, they didn't get into it, but the planes that were on Midway yeah. were really old. Right. <laughs> they were even worse than the planes that were on the carriers. Right. Uh, but the, that was one of the things that they talked, uh, that they kind of came out was how, you know, the cost of the battle. Like, yeah. we won, but like. At what cost? But, but so, like, there were whole squadrons that yeah. never came back. Right. I mean, it was really. Heavy cost yes, to, the, to the Americans. Heavy, heavy human cost. Right. Yeah. The other thing that was very interesting to me was the the Japanese side. This is a joint American Japanese production movie right. production, and so you had a lot of the Japanese perspective, and they there was no there was no sense of we're evil. Right. That, that they were the, they were evil guys. The no. The movie was dedicated to the American and Japanese, Japanese sailors. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a good point, Dom, because the um, the Japanese were not uh, yeah did they have a, a a pact with with germany yeah they did yeah but i think in general most of them i think were just you know regular guys and patriotic patriotic yes. honorable guys who wanted who were going to do their job because they were told to do it right and they were fighting you know an honorable war right you know i mean they weren't fighting it like um no. like, like the taliban does today they they fought under the well some some obviously did not like the right. whole stuff that they did to the Chinese. Right, some of right, the really bad right. stuff. But they didn't look at the Chinese as people. Well, you know what I mean, the, it's a different. It's a well, whole the different. Nazis didn't look at uh, the Jews. I know. As people too. I know. So, so there, there were some people. It's like uh, the, the point being, not all the Japanese were were bad. Were bad. Right. And and so we don't. Ter- they didn't turn them into cartoonish characters. Right. Here. They weren't twirling their mustaches. Which is like the the movie Tor Tor Toro years ago. Right. Was also a joint American Japanese production. Right. Uh, I was telling you after we came out, I think some of the, uh, I think the guy who played Admiral Nagumo in this was Admiral Nagumo in, the, in that movie too. I mean, this guy <laughs> has been around a long time. Uh, but but the, the cool thing is, is like, so those movies, like, I mean, that was Henry Fonda. That was decades ago. That was right. like 30, 40 years ago. Um, no, I thought this was excellent I, because it was fair. Yeah. You know, I, and I, and I think, you know, obviously it spent a lot of time on the, um, on the Americans. Um, and, that's fine. I mean, right. that, it's, it's obvious that, obvious that, that we, that's, won. we won. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to have a, uh, they're going to have that on there. And I thought they portrayed the Americans well too. Just the patriotic. patriotic guys who needed to do their job. And there, there was no sneering. There was no, no like, the uh, only one thing was the, when he dropped that bomb near the end and blew up that carrier and he, and he just, this is for Pearl Harbor. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was a little over the top, but it was, it was a little bit, but, but, but you know, his character was like they played up the cowboy thing, right, right, right. I think some of the characterization was a little bit over the top, probably. They, um, in a movie like this, you're not going to get these great long story arcs. This is no. this is very different from uh, Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor movie, yes, that, which was all like you know this this love story with a war movie pack, right, packed on right. the back. This was a war movie. This was a war movie. I mean, you had you had some wives who showed yeah, yeah. up at different points in family. Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore is the wife of the lead there, and yeah, uh, but. But this was a movie about the about this battle. In fact, it was made in cooperation with the U.S. Navy. Oh, was it? Yeah, the Navy has actually been promoting. I noticed oh. uh, this movie as, as being accurate. That I did not know. And uh, and so they, uh, it's it's a very patriotic movie. It, it does, is. It doesn't apologize for American patriotism. It, it does not. And, and and so for that, I really um, there I'm was grateful. Th- there was one scene. I think that got me, I was starting to get a little irritated and it was this scene where that one guy, um, said he lost his nerve and he couldn't go out. Right. The, the young pilot, the young pilot. Yeah. And he was like, I can't do it. And I'm thinking to myself, 
this is the greatest generation. Well, but there were guys who who said that. Apparently so, and but it was it was hard to watch. Right. The the thing is is what what what's important is as I say, bravery is not having no fear. Bravery right. is facing your fear and going out going anyway. Out anyway yeah. And he did. He, he did. Like, he did. In the end, he did. I mean, best turns someone says, "I don't have the luxury of of yeah. being able to do anything about your lack of confidence." Uh, but then he he best thinks, "Okay, I'm I'm the leader now." Right. He says. You're my wingman. I'm going to watch over you. Right. And, you know, we, we see what happens. Yeah. There, there's some things that are kind of predictable. Like there's the, the one guy yeah. who's like, it's, I'm my, going, it's my last day in the service. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm going home to see my family. We, we know what happens to that guy. <laughs> he, he, he might as well have had a red shirt on. <laughs> well, he looked nervous getting into the plane. I've noticed, like, it's like, I know. Is something bad's going to happen. No, uh, no. Everything's no, fine. No, no. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it, it, it was a. It was really good. The effects yeah. were good. We were talking about like you know how much of that was Amazing. real, how much was. I mean, they were, the 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 ships looked great. The planes looked great. Everything did. Yeah, we had like the submarine, the USS Nautilus. Yeah, uh, and all of the things that you see on the screen. Because uh, I, just as a sort of background, I as a kid in high school, I read a lot of books about the war in the Pacific. I okay. read books about Midway and Pearl Harbor. So I, I I knew a lot of these names. I recognized a lot of it. All the stuff that happens, all the uh, event, war events, yeah, yeah, actually happened. Right. So the things would do the thing with the, we see the Doolittle raid. Yeah. They launch the bombers off the carriers. The the army bombers. That could be a whole movie unto itself. It should be a whole movie unto yeah. itself. Yeah. That's if there's a criticism, that's part of it. There's so much packed into this movie. Right. Right. I mean, like you get like Aaron Eckhart is on screen. He's a big actor. He's on yeah. screen for like you know ten minutes. Right. At most, right. as Colonel Doolittle, and that's all he gets because that's all the time they have for him. Right. Uh, I mean, that raid in and of itself, in the aftermath of all that, should have its own movie. Yes. And I hope that somebody does it. Yes. Um. Even if it, maybe even this director, Roland Emmerich, if he right. wanted to do something more with that, I think it would be good because that seems like a story that's not, you know, hasn't been done. Right. And I mean, and even at the end, I knew the last Doolittle Raider had kind of died, just died this just year. Died this year. Yeah. And they put that up on the uh, yep. on the screen afterwards. But it was um. So it was interesting. Those guys. Those guys had a, a certain cachet in American military history. Oh yeah. And they were always seen as, you know, Doolittle's Raiders were like big, big, big deals, big yeah. deals, big deals. Those yep. guys never had to buy a beer in a bar. No, no, they did not. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went, they they flew off those the decks of the carriers, expecting yeah. never to come home. Right. They didn't like, and and they had a ditch too. Yeah, they had a ditch. They they knew they were going to ditch yeah. in in China. hopefully in free China. Yeah. Uh, because they had to take off early. The most of them had a ditch in either on the, over the water or in over occupied, occupied China, China, which yeah. was bad. Not good. Um, so, uh, yeah, because the Japanese were very unhappy that they bombed the homeland. Right. Uh, that, that really irked them. Yeah. Uh, and it was to to the point where at one point during the movie, when there was that one, I don't even remember who it was. It was Yamamoto. Is it Yamamoto? I think so. Yeah, he, he's some going on, whoa, it's my fault that the emperor was put in place. And I think he was going to kill himself. Right. He was, yeah, he like he was almost like catatonic. Like, right. I, I, it was my duty to protect the, the, the homeland. And the emperor's life was put in danger. Right. Uh, and they had a really high, you know, uh, thought of the emperor. The emperor right. was seen as a, a deity. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's seen as the descendant of uh, Amaterasu, right. I think, their, yeah. their sun god. Right. So it's, you know, kind of a big deal. Um, I, I, I know that there, I know that the Japanese weren't exactly, um, 
you know, what we would consider honorable during the war as in far as ways, in yeah. some ways, in some ways, how they treated prisoners, right. in some ways, how they, you know, the, you know, the baton, civilians, the, the, civilians, yeah. the baton death march, obviously a bad thing. Right. I mean, but they weren't in my mind, they weren't as bad as the Nazis. The Nazis right. were gassing millions of innocent people for no other reason other than they were they had a prejudice against them. At least with at least with the Japanese, you feel like there's some honor there. And I don't know if it's because they have a code and right. everybody knows that there's a code. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. They they're it's tricky. It is tricky. It feels like the they Nazi, kind of walk the line. The Nazi war crimes was a official policy of state. Right. Whereas the crimes right. by the Japanese in, in, in places seem like more individual command decisions of yeah of more localized right you know like yamamoto was an honorable man he was you know yes. and, and his admirals like they were honorable men right uh in, by and large uh you know, there's one scene where uh one of the the uh the, uh, the captains of the carriers of the japanese carriers you know decides to go down with the ship it's yeah. his responsibility right you know and and that's a powerful scene. It is know? a powerful scene, especially when they launch those torpedoes. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh. Standing on the deck. Standing on the come. deck, watching them come. Yep. And and that's, you know, I mean, I have a lot of respect for anybody who serves in the military. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's an honorable profession and a, and, and a necessary one, unfortunately. Um, and I think the, you know, I think war obviously has changed a lot since World War II. Right. There were conventions that they fought under. There were semi rules that everybody well, tried to follow at Pearl Harbor. The Japanese planes did not stray from civilian neighborhoods, for instance. Right. So, you know, there was, there was something about that war that was a little different than the wars that are fought nowadays where seemingly anything goes. Total war. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate that it's come to that and it's scary because yeah. you know, you never know what's going to happen in the world nowadays, but this movie, I thought well-directed, well, well acted. Woody Harrelson's in it. He plays uh, is uh, Nimitz. Nimitz. Yeah, which is and... just shocking that Woody is Nimitz. <laughs> I know. Like he's not old enough. I know. I know. Uh, and the thing, the thing is, and you knew it. I, I, I didn't recognize him at first, but when he spoke, I said, "Oh, that's Woody Harrelson." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got the voice. Because they had put yeah. uh, extra hair on him. <laughs> Dennis Quaid's in it as yep. uh, Bull Halsey. Yep. Uh, you got Luke Evans in it, yep. who's uh, one of the the pilots, the carrier pilots. Um, I mentioned Aaron Eckhart. Andy Moore is uh, one of the wives. Yep. Uh, and, and then, like, there's, there's this actually one guy, speaking of uh, Man in the High Castle, who in the movie, I mean, the TV show, he lives in occupied Japanese oh, San Francisco, okay. who has to, like, kind of bow to the Japanese. And so when in the movie, he's, he, his character says something to the effect of, well, if we don't win here, we're all going to be speaking Japanese. And right. I'm like, that's kind of what he does in... Not Man in the White Castle. That's a totally different That's movie. That's a different movie. <laughs> That's a totally different Man in the High Castle. I want to see that movie, yes. though. But you, should, someone should write that movie. Yeah, that would be very funny. Uh, the Saturday Live skit. Um, yeah. You mentioned the d- direction being good. Roland Emmerich. I, yeah. I, I'm a little shocked, because Roland Emmerich is not known for his restraint. No. Uh, look at 2012, right. for instance. Like, you know, if, that, if, that, if he can drop a mountain on a city, he will. Right, right. Uh, now, obviously, nothing like that happened in in history, but he certainly showed some restraint, more restraint than like like Michael Bay did in yeah. Pearl Harbor. Um, and I have to say, uh, very well done. I thought so. Very well done. I thought so. I mean, I mean, you know, and and like you say, a lot of it is that CGI, but you have to get it right. Yes. You know, and it has to look good. It, it has can't to look good. It can't look fake. And 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 none of that 
like the strifing and the anti-aircraft stuff. Right. None of that looked fake. It all looked real. Yes. And all of the all of the technology, the planes, the the tactics, yes. all of that was real. Right. There was they weren't playing with any of that stuff. Right. They they did things. They, things worked the way they they do in real life. They did in real life. They, and the tactics they followed and all of that stuff. Um, and frankly, to get all all of what they did, I mean, they had to, of course, kind of compress some it, it, or leave stuff out. Right. Uh, because you just you you wouldn't be able to fit it all in. But. Uh, the the as much as they got in there was pretty amazing. Oh yeah, because you got a real sense of it. Because like the the battles between the carriers at Midway, mm. where these planes are they don't have radars on them. No, and and frankly, and they're and they're ra- radio silent for most of the time. Right, uh, and they're trying to f- like it's like you're feeling around in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> you know for for the for the other guy like in a, in a in a boxing match. You know, right. And and some of these planes they went out, they didn't come back, they ran out of fuel, or they you know they had to. They they're at the edge of their fuel limit. They find the enemy fleet and they have to bomb and then ditch the planes. And, right. I mean, it was. It, it, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, I have total respect for the guys that fly today. But flying back then was completely oh, different. Yeah. By I the mean, seat of your pants. <laughs> totally by the seat of your pants. You yeah. had there was no missile lock. There was none of that stuff. I mean, right. it, they 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 shot based on what they saw. And if they if something obscured their view, they missed. Right. Exactly. You know. And uh, and they didn't have multiple weapons. They had one bomb. Right. The yes. The the torpedo bombers had one torpedo. The dive bombers had one, one bomb. That's right. That's uh, it. And and then you go back and go get another one. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it it was totally different kind of yeah. You know, uh, warfare mm-hmm. and 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 aerial flying tactics and but uh, it makes me it makes you wonder like how the tactics have evolved too. That's when I watch movies like this. I think to myself, I wonder how much of this is studied in the academies like do they study these battles to see like this is how you can do this and that i mean i don't know maybe they, they do maybe they, do. they don't they still uh, i mean there's still like history history i mean they study the 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 athenian naval battle still i mean the, some things are timeless right uh there are principles involved principles like like Nago- what was nagumo's big mistake was um switching back and forth uh on the planes to bomb the the right. base in midway and then they they get through that and they're like oh no 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 change your mind rearm the planes to to go after ships which to, two totally different kinds of armament right and then the mistake was is because it takes so long all of that armament you have, is like, there is basically on the deck not in the magazines where it's safely stowed right but on the deck where one five hundred pound bomb would take up the entire ship which right. it did which it did uh, so it, there were, there were these mistakes and the mistakes of arrogance yep. of assuming Americans would not be able to. Uh, find out about the plan. I mean, that was another right. big thing was we broke their codes. Right. Not completely, but enough that we we knew what was happening. Well, that was one of the best scenes when, you know, I don't know who was asking. I forget. There were so many people in the movie and some of them, they didn't get really introduced, you know, but this one guy says, well, you're going to tell me, I can't go on your guest. You got to tell me something. He, Right. He gives them like this exact, exact you yeah. know, thing. Gonna, it, it's going to be at 7.40 a.m. Yeah. on June 7th. Let's say, let's say 7th. Uh, it might have been 4th. Might have been 4th. Uh, uh, they're going to come on a bearing of 325 degrees and going to be set at 170 miles out. Right. And like he was off by five on each one. Right. Five degrees off, five miles off, yeah. five minutes off. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he says, I'll endeavor to do better next time, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. They were, they, uh, that guy was, he was brilliant. And, and, and he knew, he had pre- not predicted Pearl Harbor, but he had a feeling about Pearl he Harbor. He had a strong, strong sense that it was coming. That it was coming. 
and he and he tried to impart that to the commander at that time, but the commander was like, nah. Do you ever watch Stargate Atlantis? No. Okay. Or any of the Stargate TV shows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember Rodney the scientist? Oh yeah. Rodney was that admiral who uh, from, uh, before Nimitz. Okay. Uh, which was a while because again, these guys are older now. They can right. play these older guys. That's true. It's That's so true. funny. Yeah, no, but overall, I mean, if you can see this in the theater, I think you should, because it's really great on the big screen. Yes. And I think, you know, most people have big TVs now. You'll, you'll still enjoy it at home, but I think seeing it on the big screen was, was yes. imperative to me. I really wanted to do that. Did you notice the average age of the uh, audience watching with us? Yes, I did. They were all uh, several decades older than us. Several, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is um, really cool. Yeah, no, it was. I, I mean, I don't think they were World War II veterans, but they certainly, right. you know, they were they were older men who probably served in our in, yeah. in our na- nation's armed forces. Might have been kids around the time yeah. of, uh, of of Midway. Could have been. I, that was one of the things I kept on thinking, like when um, they showed the baby or the daughter, the daughter, the daughter, the daughter in the bed. Yeah. And I and I kept on thinking that's like somebody's grandfather. That's my mom's age. Yeah. My mom was seven at Pearl at, on, on, yeah. in 1941. Right. Pearl Harbor. So, yeah, that could have been her right? Like, th- at that age. Right. Um, yeah, pretty amazing. So, unbelievable. So, I think we should wrap it up yeah, there. Yeah, that's that was, a good place to stop. Yeah, so um, we do, before we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Coffee Amen. and Cinema uh, through their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give. They make it possible for us to continue Coffee and Cinema and all the shows at sqpn.com. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure that if you haven't done so, uh, to subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, your favorite podcast app, or at the SQPN YouTube channel, where you should hit the bell to get notifications of new episodes. And also, uh, please share the show with your friends, this and, and the other shows on the SQPN network. Uh, help us grow our, our audience and help us grow the, the community of listeners. Uh, uh, the shows are always better the more people who listen to them. That, Absolutely. That's a true for all podcasts. And, you know, because we like to get ideas, too. I mean, We love your us. feedback. Yeah. If, you, if you go see the movie, we want to hear from you. What do you think yeah, of it? Yeah, what do you think of it? Yeah. Or, or if you don't want to see the movie, tell us why. Right. We'd love to hear, hear from you. So uh, you can let us know by visiting sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuestMedia. Uh, or you can send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Let us know. Excellent. So until next time, Father Chip Hines, thank you for joining me for Coffee and Cinema. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest.